Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? Stop doing this. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football, where we will fly through as many subjects from the beautiful game as we can in the next 45 minutes. Be a shorter one today because the international break, there's a bit less, less to talk about. But there is some crazy, crazy stories to discuss. Uh, as always, I'm joined by uh, Mr. Rodri Giggs, which I'll bring in in just a minute. But before we do that, as we wait for some of the latecomers, let's have a little little bit of housekeeping, a little bit of an update on the Super 6. We haven't had for a while. Um, Ollie Rushworth is top of the Fantasy League with 523 points. Donna Perry won the last Super 6 round with 16 points. But it's Peter McElroy who tops the table on 106 points. Uh, in terms of myself and Rodri, the Fantasy Premier League uh, only separated by one position as uh, I am 46th and Rodri is 45th. And uh, in the Super 6, I got nine points from the last round. Rodri got a big fat zip, which means I have got 83 in total. And Rodri has got 79. So, unfortunately, that lead which Rodri had a couple of weeks ago is gone. Disappeared. Destroyed in a matter of weeks. Just By your FPL. Same every year, mate. Oh, mate. Uh, FPL, I'm, I'm oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so bad at FPL. What are you now? Like 10 points behind me. We'll gloss over that, though. Go on. Come on, mate. The Super Sex has been so one-sided. Oh, the here we go. But maybe we should focus on the Premier League. I've mentioned both at the same time and then just think, oh, one's not as important as the other. It's just not because it's yours, you've done shit and one and the other. <laughs> own it. Be, own it. Come on. 
that's exactly what I can do, mate. Exactly yeah. what I can do. But uh, as well, as always, joined by the man himself. He's uh, ex banger, Aberystwyth Town, FC United, Salford City. Been around the block, Mister Rodri Giggs. How are you, my friend? Told you, you always forget Mosley won two leagues. Right, I got it. I will make sure that I don't leave Mosley out anymore. The thing is, you've been at so many clubs; it's difficult to you know. Yeah, but not all of them won. Not all of them did a win leagues. I won right. two at Mosley. Right. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll make Mosley the the top dog, the first one. Um, make this. It's weird, right? Because international break is shite, isn't it? Although it was slightly more enjoyable this 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 time around because Wales put in a couple of good performances, particularly the Croatia game, which um, we'll talk about in a bit. But um, it's just so strange because there has actually been some stuff happening. You've got Jim Ratcliffe's buying twenty five percent of Man United. You've got Rasmus Hoyland accusing San Marino players of trying to break his back. You've got. Tanali, who's Newcastle's big signing, who's been outstanding this year. Looks like he's going to get a long, long ban. It's just, it's been a bit wild, mate. I think we'll start with um, Sandro Tanali because I saw um, someone who I'm a massive fan of um, and who was, had well-publicised issues with gambling himself and Michael Chopra. Obviously, he's a, he's a massive Newcastle fan. And um, I saw that he replied to someone on Twitter saying, who had said, you know, you've got to give him a ban. He broke the rules, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've got uh, Ivan Tony's giving a ban. He, he's got to be the same thing. Uh, and Michael Chopper said, look, he's, you know, he's addicted. He's owning it. You should be giving him help, not taking away football, because then it's just giving him more time to deal with, like, you know, to live in that addiction and stuff like that. But, like, I think it's... That seems to me like one of those where, because it's your player and it's you, a big player for you as a Newcastle fan, you don't want him to be banned. But <clears throat> I don't think there's any way that he can not be banned if he's proven to have done what they're saying because they've set a precedent with other players. Problem, or if he's got a problem or not, he's an idiot for, for betting on his own team. Yeah. Sure, there's enough games out there that you can bet on without betting on your own team because then it becomes suspect, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think <laughs> like it's football isn't the best. No, it's not. Or, no, it's it hasn't got no. the best reputation of it. Exactly. So, exactly. so match fixing instead. Uh, it, did uh, AC Milan know about it? You just don't know. You don't know, do you? <laughs> Here's a question for you then, mate. Should footballers be able to bet? that they will score, that they will win a game. Because that's not really match-fixing, is it? Like, if you bet on yourself, if I was a boxer and I bet on myself to win a fight or an MMA fighter or whatever... like If you can't play a game of football without having the bet, don't play no, football. I, no, I, game, I, 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 and this is the thing, isn't it? It's like, there's so many other things that he could bet on if he's yeah, got a bet exactly. that much. It's a very exactly. silly... It's a big or... Or... You can get your mum or your sister or your girlfriend yeah. to do it for you. Yeah, there's football. You doing it yourself and being all of the people are idiots. Do you, think these, do you think these footballers have like they got so much money that they think they're untouchable or something? Yes. I don't understand how they all idiots. are doing what the same thing. What happened to me? Uh, blase, blase. Now you're doing a two-year ban or whatever you're doing. You get at least gonna... if he's got a problem, then you know he's got a problem. It needs it needs to be solved. And, and of course, I yeah. One one wish a gambling addiction anyone because it could ruin, ruin your life. Oh, when you've got money like that, yeah, it, it's, it's 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 easy as well. But come on, You've got to be clever, haven't you? It's like you just did it. I feel for anyone who's got like a, an addiction or a problem. With oh, something. yeah, me too, yeah. Like gambling particularly, mate. I had a, a bit of an issue with it a few years back. Not like massive, but I kind of caught it before it became like a real, real problem where like it was a big enough problem that, you know, caused issues for me in my personal life and financially and stuff like that. But I caught it early enough that it didn't fucking ruin me sort of thing. And um, it's just one of them, mate, really. You know, like, it's it's everywhere, isn't it, gambling? And then yeah. the Premier League and the FA and that, they're so hypocritical because 
there's betting sponsors all over the place, like the the, the shows. The, the who the would matches. do sponsorships for betting? Come on, who would do it? <laughs> I know, isn't it? So low. I should change it so that and not instead of ex Salford City winger, it should be Rodri Giggs, Paddy Power ambassador. I'm one of the lucky ones. I yes. don't bet. I just receive money off the bookies. No, well, not good. anymore, but I used to. And you also have you also have claim for the best ad that Paddy Power have ever made. Well, that's, not, that's not a question, but we'll move on from that. So yes, legendary advert. Adver, adver. Look, <coughs> it's weird because in one way I do feel sorry for Tonoli because. Like I said, I feel for anyone who's got an addiction and battling that. But then on the other hand, I'm like, she's so stupid. And like, yeah, they yeah. all they yeah. all know the rules, mate. And no matter what, yeah. whether you come through in an academy in Italy or England or Wales or wherever you come in, those academies at professional, like top, top league clubs, they tell them from their young, don't bet on football, don't bet on your team, don't gamble, blah, blah, blah. They get it drummed into them. So there's no excuse for it. I understand that there's a, you know, he's got a gambling problem, but there's still no excuse for it. Like, it's just ridiculous. And <clears throat> from what I've read, he's going to get a massive ban because of the amount of um, the bets and they're on his own team and stuff. He, uh, well, just, just cool your jets a minute, mate, because we're talking about an unlimited amount of funds here could there be no, loopholes there will be, be lawyers all over this with Newcastle so don't think he's going to get a massive ban you know this president set what did Joey Barton get what's Tony got da, 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 da. so you've just got to yeah cool your jets a bit relax I don't think well, he, he may get as much as, as because of the money and the the, 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 the best solicitor best lawyers that they can money can buy yeah, I accept that. But from the FA's point of view, the reason they hit Luke, uh, Ivan Tony so hard compared to others who did the same thing was they said that the because he bet on games that he was involved in. Right, but that uh, was that's, in Italy, not in Premier League. Yeah, but he's a Premier he's a Premier League player now, so I think they have. Right, to. but that was there's loophole there, but he wasn't involved in the Premier League at that time. So why how is that relevant? But won't they have to be the federation which implements the ban now? Well, no, he's if you can't bet on football, anything, no, no football, it doesn't matter if he's played in Italy or if he's playing in England. But if you're betting on your on your own team, then that becomes suspect. But yeah, it's, it's so does it? Um, is it the FA which bans like the individual countries' FAs which ban these players, or is it yeah. FIFA? Or is it yeah. FIFA? No, it's the FA. Right. So if if Syria ban Tanoli from playing for two years in Syria, that's not going to make any difference to him, is it? Because he's playing no. in the Premier League. No. So but will then the Premier League? And now he's a now he's a Newcastle player. You are suddenly he's come to Newcastle and he's suddenly he's not bet. Well, this is so, I suppose. So there you go. He's bet whilst he's a Premier League player, so it doesn't really affect unless he's they say okay, you can't play for Italy. So will. So, will the, so my question, I guess, is if there's no evidence to say he's made any bets since he's been at Newcastle, I don't know if there is or not. Well, if he's got an addiction, that I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, of course. But would that, if so, say he gets a ban from Serie A for two years in Italy or whatever, does that mean the Premier League has to? Ask about that because he don't play there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I mean. But does the Premier League then have to implement that ban over here as well? Well, no, they'll do that separate investigation mm. so you could have i suppose time and i'm you know i'm hypothesizing but technically could you end up in a situation where he's banned from playing in italy but he's not banned from no, playing if he's in, banned, if he's banned in england he's banned completely <clears throat> yeah because like for instance tony hasn't been able to move abroad hey, do and play, about that? italy italy's irrelevant he's got a three four year contract mm. but he's staying in england italy's irrelevant yeah He's going to get like there's a few people in the thing saying that it's like a global ban, whatever it is. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah, but yeah, it is. You it's a massive blow, massive blow for Newcastle, mate, because he's yeah. been one of their main guys this year. He's hit the ground running. Well, you, you've got, you got to think now that Calvin Phillips will be on the, on the radar in January. 
but the problem is they got a couple of Champions League games before the January window opens. And if he gets by, look, it looks like they're going to make that decision next week. So there's a high likelihood that he will not be available in the Champions well, it's League. Good, it's good, good job for them. They've, they've had a very good start and they've got six points. Yeah, indeed, mate. Um, yeah, I think Calvin Phillips would be a good shout, mate, in January, wouldn't he? He's not playing for Man City. Pep doesn't seem to fancy him. Get him relatively cheap. Or even you could even get him on loan, I suppose. And he kind of fills the hole quite nicely. Um, is he that top, top level? Which I would argue that Tonali is not far off. I don't think so. But I think he does a job in the Premier League, at least till the end of the season. Which he's, got, might... he's got legs. He's, you know, he's an England international, even though he's not the best one. But he's an England yeah. international. Yeah, he's not terrible. Is he? Like In terms no. of Premier League as well, I think he can do a real good job for him. Yeah, but if he... Like he's you said, fit though, he's got they got. They looked at him before, didn't they? And they yeah, didn't want to play for He'd be another one, I think, who'd do a good job. We'll have a bit of him. Yeah, that's interesting, Mitch. And like you said, rightly so at the start, like they got unlimited money in Newcastle. So they, whoever they want, they can go after. It's yeah. just whether the clubs will release them in January, really. Yeah, we just spent 15 minutes on that. Come on. Yeah, right. Wales, mate, versus Croatia. That massive win, massive performance means that it's in Wales' hands for qualification. Were you impressed by what you saw? I thought it was the best performance under Robert Payne. Listen, when, when, yeah, when you beat a team like Croatia, home or away, you know, they're always there about the top four of the major competitions. I mean, the top four, like they're on the semi-final, we get to the final. Of of late, so to beat them two one, it's yes, it's a very good result. But they can't ruin it now. They've got to go to Armenia, get a result, which they've already been beaten against this year at home. So that'll be difficult. And then the big one in the last last game. If it's on, if it if we need to win on the last game, we've seen it before in recent years. We'll win. Yeah, and I I said yesterday, like if Wales play like they did against Croatia in those two games, I would fancy them to win both games. They're so difficult, these away games, these Armenia, Kazakhstan's, Azerbaijan's. They're so difficult, but, you know, they know what they have to do now. If they lose, they're more or less out. They might have a little backdoor in, mightn't they, because of the hosting of the the Euros. But, I mean, generally speaking, they'll be out. And, I mean, that moves us nicely on, actually, talking about the, the away games and how difficult they are. Even Denmark, away at San Marino... You know, they only won 2-1. Yeah, and um, San Marino got a goal. Did you see, there was a guy on the on betting. Um, he was in line to have an accumulator for like both teams to score, yes or no. He would have won something like 14 grand if San Marino hadn't scored for the first time in nine years or whatever it was, which is a sickener, isn't it? Um, what did you make of the Dan- some of the Danish comments after that game? So Simon uh, Kajar came out after the game and said that the, some of the challenges on Hoyland were disgusting. He heard them talking about what they, how they were going to target his back and his knees. And um, and there was one in particular where the guys just need him in the back. And Simon Kajar highlighted it and said, that's what, how Neymar fractured a vertebrae. And I think, didn't wasn't that the injury which uh, Hoyland had when he first signed for United, something to do with his back? Possibly, possibly. This is, these things have got to be looked at because these aren't professional players. They're semi-professional players, some of them. Yes. And, and you know, it's playing against £70 million players, putting knees in the back. And then tomorrow they're going putting sunbeds out or something. Yeah. It needs to be looked at and some, some um, action needs to be taken, but I doubt it will be. Well, apparently they were talking in Italian, which both Hoyland and some of the other Danish players are fluent in. So they heard it and they said, like, you know, they would they first of all targeted his back and then they said, right, let's go after his knees now. And they were just kicking him in the knees and the thighs. And, like, if you're, like, United, you're looking at that and you're not happy at all. This is where you need a strong ref, don't you? Yeah, apparently the ref is a but, you know, he probably didn't have a strong ref because it's not really one of the marquee games, is it? San Marino, Denmark, yeah. in San Marino. So, 
you know, they wouldn't have had a strong referee in it. It was gone on for, for, for far too long and then damaging the players' health. So, yeah, it needs to be looked at, even though the game's finished now, and, and look back and, and see if they need to rectify it. There needs to be action after the fact. Yeah, I think so. I think that particularly if, you know, there's cameras everywhere. So if you can prove that they're talking about that sort of thing, you look at some of the challenges which have been floating around on social media, I think absolutely needs to be dealt with quickly and, and promptly. Because, look, we all we all enjoy those kind of, the you know, the physical side of the game and we miss what it used to be like. The San Marino player responded and said, oh, the £70 million, the £70 million guy wouldn't have lasted two seconds 10 years ago because the guy's 40. And he said, oh, 10 years ago, he wouldn't have lasted because the game's physically, he's not a real man and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, yeah, but there's a difference between being competitive and aggressive, like what we used to see from a Gerard, from a from a Keane, these types of people, from Gattuso and you know all these guys over the years. There's a difference between being aggressive and winning balls and being cut, you know, cutthroat and whatnot. And just being, you know, just targeting players and trying to injure them. Now, the only one I could think of off the top of my head is when Roy Keane done Harlan's old man. Like, that was a targeted thing where he tried to hurt him. Whereas most of the time, I think, when you look back on those, those that kind of era, it was just, you know, robust men fucking going, you know, going in, trying to win ben the ball. Ben Thatcher, remember that one? Ben Thatcher. Oh, nasty boy. He was a dirty player in mind. Whatever happened to him? Big Wales, didn't he, for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he had... Uh, who was it? Was it Ronaldo? He had uh, a goal. Pedro. Pedro won it for Portsmouth. Remember when he elbowed him, ran straight into him and just went, bash! That Manchester City, we played with Manchester City at the time. Yeah. It was angry. So, I want to bring this comment to the... So, Reese says, if Hoyland thinks that was rough... Wait until United draw someone like Crew in the FA Cup and he gets kicked pillar to post. But I disagree with that, right? Because there's a difference between going to play in like a non-league team in the FA Cup and having a really physically brutal game, but the referee, you know, is calling up for fouls. Players would be all over it, and the ref would be proper under pressure. You expect the physical battle. You'd, what yeah. you don't expect is that we've had, we've had a, a weak referee, a young referee, not a strong referee, and, and, he's, and he's just not got a grip of it, and then they've just absolutely gone to town. And I'd have to watch the game. No, it can't be that bad because he finished the game. So, yeah, he must have got away. It sounds like he got away with it a little bit. Um, Reese says also says, remember when Ben Thatcher threw that elbow at Pedro's jaw? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right? But he did another one, didn't he? Like stamped, was it stamped on Ronaldo it's, or something? Nasty, like nasty one. Yeah, he was a nasty one, a nasty guy. Um, Calvin Phillips did a good job for Bielsa at Leeds. Um, seems to be like, a couple of comments on that. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Calvin Phillips is a, a very, very good Premier League player, and I think he would be a good solution for Newcastle, as would McTomney. He's average at best. He's a Premier League player, isn't he? He's not like average. He's not a. You go over the last twenty years and look at the midfielders, central midfielders of England, and he's average at best. He will be last on the list. There's there's people like Scott Parker, Steve Sidwell that are better than him. Come on, he's average. So my thing, my thing with Calvin Phillips, but why I think they'll go after him is because he's gettable. In January, because he doesn't play for Man City, so that he like in January. Listen, don't get me wrong; he's, he's, he's athletic. He does the basics, but come on, he's nowhere near to Ali, let alone the top top level. Every every, every like sideways, backwards, you get a nosebleed if he passes forward or goes a pass over 30, 40 yards. Come on, talking these great midfielders, he's average at best. That yeah. England midfield is average at best, mind you. No, it's not because we had Drew Bellingham's there. So, but the surrounding cast there, you know, Michael Carrick. Yeah. Play no, I agree him. with you. Come on, I do agree with you. I think um, I don't. I don't think. And then we're not even getting into the Steven Gerrard's, Paul Scholes, Brian Robson, Glampard, Pauline Gascoigne. Average at best, Phillips. Get don't you be there. Mm-hmm. Move 
Um, so, Manchester United, Jim Ratcliffe looks like he's going to buy 25% of the club. How do you feel about that? Although there was reports today that the Qataris are coming back in, so who knows? But let's work on what was being reported for the last few days. That Jim Mate, Ratcliffe... I'm, I'm tired of it now. I'm not, I want to talk about it when it's actually done. This is like 25%, and he's going to run the football side. But this is like How can he run anything? It's, it's just going on. It's just papers fueling this shit. Where's it coming from? Where's it coming from? My one question, I suppose, about it. When it's done, when Sweden yeah. will talk about it. But until then, it's just fucking Daily bullshit. Mail, red top bullshit. Let me ask you one quick question on it then, and then we'll move on. If Jim Ratcliffe is buying 25%, bad move. how, how can he possibly, possibly be in charge of the football side or anything? If he, You can't be in charge of anything if you haven't got the controlling stake in the club, can you? Mate, it's just, just what I mean. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you give one and a half billion to someone that you're not even going to be in full control of? How is that good business? Come on. Yeah, Come it's on. A weird, it's a weird it's one, just, mate. Just, it, I don't even believe it's true. Just think it's a lot of fluff. I just, think, I just think um, I, the Glazers are trying to get more money out of the Qataris myself. That's all I think it is. It's boring. It's boring. Um, they're, running out, they're running out of money. They need to have to do one or the other because they're running out of dough. Yeah, yes, the they are. Ground, the ground's leaking. It's winter soon. That's, and that's just like it's just funny because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, like it shouldn't greatest be the case, club. should it? Greatest club in the world, apparently, and the fucking roof leaking. Never mind, you know everything else. But it has been for two years. Just botching it up. Psst, just fucking. Soaking their own, your own fans, pissing down. And then you've got youth players going to League One clubs saying that the facilities are on par for training, which is, again, outrageous. And, like, for a club the size of United's and the revenue and everything that they got nice, in. fresh women's new training ground at Carrington. It looks nice and fresh, that. But, you know, it must be over 20 years old now, that 20-odd years old. And like Ronaldo said, it's not changed since he was there. Um, we had a question earlier uh, about your time at Aberystwyth. I'm just trying to find it now. If I can't find it, I'll get it. Anyway, when you played for Aberystwyth, did you travel there for every game or did you move there to play? How oh, does that work? Oh, oh, was hanging. When I put, when my, first, my first game, I put, put it in the mileage. It said something like 120 miles or 110 miles. Something daft. I thought, oh, that's nothing, that. Then the time <laughs> point said three hours 40. I went, what? It's all A roads, it's hanging, horrible. But no, I drive, drive there, play the game, drive back. You should do it. Oh, yeah. And then you should train in, train, drive there, drive, train for two hours, drive back. So you drive for seven hours there and back just to train two hours or play and come back. So what, when one, you. One game I was playing for Bangor, we've met, we used to meet, if we played in South Wales or far away, we used to meet at Chester at 6 30, right? So we've met at Chester at six thirty. We've got to the ground at one o'clock. Pitch yeah. inspection. Game called off. It was at Haverford West. So we'd gone all the way from Chester to Haverford West. Got there. Got off the got off the coach, and it was just the pitch was just icing, just just ice. Again, they called it off at quarter past one. So then we drove. I got back in my house at half past nine, and I didn't even played a game. <laughs> it was a nightmare. But I was How young. Long? I was young. I didn't, I didn't care. It was a good crack on the, in the coach on the way home. You had a few drinks and that. But uh, it was a good crack. How long were you there for, Aberystwyth? Then not long. Not long. So uh, with it, with that level, how many times a week do you train? Oh, two. But you play two games a week. But if you if you haven't got a game in the week, you you train Tuesday, Thursday, wouldn't you? But usually you'd have a game in the week. Jesus, so you were doing seven hours Tuesday, seven hours Thursday, seven hours Saturday, Dread, just, oh, just yeah. in travelling. They had to pay me to do that, so, yeah. Oof. It's a long old drive, that is. I was, I was young, what was that? 20, yeah. 22, 23. So, didn't yeah. mind it as much. Like, what it was, about... It was, it, was a, it, was, it was a good crap. Good crap. I just, it was a good play in the League of Wales, uh, when you finish the game, 
it was always good hospitality afterwards and you can watch the match the, like the, the the football roundup the goals used to be on the telly so you can watch the telly on bbc wales you know all the goals going in from your league yeah yes you scored you can, as you got as you get changed you get shower and sit down and have your food and it comes on and you can watch it if you scored so it was good good and stuff like that really well organized but yeah the traveling was a joke bangers it was great as well What's your favourite club that you've played for? Ooh. Like it just whether it was in terms of how you did on the pitch or just, no, just the best just probably was Salford City because that's obviously I'm from Salford. I've, I managed, coached, and captained uh, Salford City. But probably the most I enjoyed was Mosley. Successful there as well. Yeah. Yeah, one two leagues there. Obviously, one league at FC United and did well at Salford, but um, yeah, uh, Mosley was probably the, the best. But FC United was good. I don't even know I was only there a year, and then I did. I spent a year after that at Kers and Ashton, which was a good year, good team, but we, we didn't win anything. I screwed up at the end. I got uh, suspended for five games. Uh, coming to the end of the season, we lost a few of them games. So, but. Yeah, cost you. What about on the other end of the spectrum? What sort of which when you look back, which clubs did you not enjoy for whatever reason? New Mills, when it's the only club I went there for the money. And where yeah, did you say went, sorry? It's the only club I went to for the money. Mm. And you just didn't enjoy it at all. Nice, nice people, nice, nice, but the, the coaching and not the coaching, the, the traveling. I was a bit older then. I had child uh, i was working full time so it was a bit different i just mm. didn't want to be there it's probably lasted there about three or four months then went left and went about Salford. did you ever leave anywhere like where you fell out with someone so you left on sort of FC united. fc united we'd played, we played, a full, we played a full season with fc united so i've, I've been at mosley and i've won uh two, obviously two leagues and then Got the manager of FC United asked me to come back, I mean, come to there, which was two leagues below. So I was dropping down. I was on good money. And then I come drop down to play two leagues below for 50 quid. But you play on, on Gig Lane, there's like 5,000 people. Yeah. So there was um, did a full season of that, won the league, won the cup. And next pre-season we've gone down to play Wimbledon and we've, we're staying at a hotel and we're uh, staying at a hotel we've got um, <coughs> the game the fans have got a game okay. in the morning so we he wanted us to go over and watch the fans play a football game then go to our game and watch the game but it was fucking boiling talking was like June, July it was fucking boiling and no breakfast, outside watching a game for like 80, 90 minutes, losing dehydration, no food. And then we're saying, and I'm saying after the game, after watching the game, right, what, what do we do now? Where are we getting our food from? I'll oh, just get a Mars bar or something. And I just went fucking sick. Mars bar. It's, so some of the lads were starving and I drove down, but mo all the rest of them were coming. A coach, I don't know how, a couple of us drove down to be coming from different places. Mm. So I give the lads a lift to the game and stopped at a burger place anyway we've ended up getting lost for the gate lost to the ground turned up about 20 minutes before kickoff he's put us on the bench <coughs> anyway we've come on at half time but then he's fucking going on and i just flipped uh flipped at full time and just went sick just saying mm -hmm. it's a fucking joke this you've preparation and you're s sitting there slagging us off when we haven't prepared, right? We're sitting out watching a fucking game in night degree, no water, no food, and now we've got to go and play a game against fucking Wimbledon, who's a league club or not a very, very good non league club. Yeah, you know, in the boiling not eat with no food, no drink, and you tell me to go and get a fucking Mars bar. That, <clears throat> so I just flipped, I mean, flipped, yeah, and on, then got in my car and drove home you know, on the Monday, randomly saying, Yeah, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I'm mates with him now. I play golf with him. So I'm good oh, friends. Okay. I play golf with him every week. Play with him on Sunday. He's just got a job at Trafford, Margie Burke. Okay. 
yeah, it was. Um, but you know, even even that was in my prime then, and I probably that season, even though I scored about twenty goals or fifteen goals, I was I was on one leg. I'd done my ligaments to my ankle. Yeah, and instead of resting it, I played through it, and for halfway through the season, or say two thirds of the season, I was probably on one leg because it was a fucking shit league. I could just get through it, and then by the end of the, the season, it started getting better, and then I started just getting better and better. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Then the next couple of years, I don't think they got promoted, but or they did get promoted, but they didn't get promoted. I, I yeah, I'd have. What about um? Like, did you ever go to any of those clubs where, and you kind of got there, and you were surprised by the standard, maybe of the coaching or the facilities or the standard of the games and stuff? Like, anywhere surprise you? No. no, no, no. What was the best standard you think, or like the best quality in terms of preparation, standard of football, coaching, like the all-round package? Like, which was the best? You think? Probably Mosley, you know. Had two very good coaches there, uh, Jason Beckford and John Murphy. Spud, who was a mm. he was a co- he was a coach educator who, who teaches coaches. So he was a good coach for preparation and stuff that we did to shape everything. And it showed because we ended up winning the league. We're organised, um, but yeah, Mosley was probably the best structure coaching mm. train. But the best team probably when I was with Salford when I first started. Uh, we still didn't win the league. We got we come second with 101 points. Kids grow won it 102. That's mad, that isn't it? I know, yeah. Um, a couple of follow-up questions from the people on the Abrius Rip and that. Uh Reese says, uh, how did that affect your body, your muscles and stuff, the traveling? Um, it must have been a nightmare going from Manchester to Aberystwyth just for training. No, I never really had a pro- I never really, really had a problem with it. It was a problem when you get when you drive home. Mm. Yeah, because you've just played a game and then you're driving in your car for three and a half hours. But I would I would stop. I wouldn't stay in my car for three and a half hours. But yeah, I was. It was never. I'd always. It was always. The standard wasn't great, so I could always just yeah. And I was a fit lad, so it was just yeah. So I could. It was never really a problem for that. Well, in fairness, like everyone who I, whenever people ask me about you and they say, oh, when, when Rodri was a kid, he was better than Ryan. That's what I, that's the first thing people will say to me all the time. Yeah. Um, well, that was, well, probably was, but yeah, when you hit about 11, 12, just totally stopped and got started doing the wrong things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, better at rugby, better at football, would have been better, but you've got to be committed. you got to, yeah, you've got no, to no one give a sh- I was always going stuff on my own and I just yeah, it was just couldn't be bothered with it. As a teenager, like I look at I you know, I obviously involved in like coaching and stuff now, like and I look at um some kids and they turn up and they're on their own, their parents are never there or like relatives and that and, and you just think like they're really good and with a bit of encouragement and help they could really progress like and they you can see them drift off as they get to like 13 14 and they you know girls and hanging around and because they make their own way to training they choose to go out with their mates instead because they haven't got someone well this is what i mean i was like not not saying that you had that i'm just saying no no, that's never what i'm okay so you suppose just as good or just not as good but still but my mum didn't watch me play for my first game she watched me play football I was probably about 30 years of age and really? 30 years of age was the first game she ever played it was a it was a it was a charity game that I played mm. in Old Trafford okay. um, and then my dad's never seen me play football so I met obviously in Manchester so mm-hmm. all my family are in Cardiff. So I'm sure yeah, yeah. probably in Cardiff or it, it would have been different. But of course, yeah. yeah. It was I was always on my own. I remember going to Salford when I got um called up to play for Salford or Salford trial and I turned up late because I got the wrong boss. I didn't know where I was going. And then I turned up and probably didn't have the right attitude because I was I was anxious because I was late and I was upset when I was late. 
and didn't show the right way and probably that's yeah well it all kind of contributes doesn't it what it all contributes and when you're young like 13 14 or whatever well like, it was about it's about 11 12 to even younger like you haven't got the emotional capacity to deal with that in the right way like you haven't got the capacity to be late and have to you know miss the bus and and you're late for training and then you haven't got the emotional maturity to then go right i need to switch on now and show a really good attitude because i was late you kind of more likely to be a bit frustrated and not have the right you know just not show the right thing rugby if if the dad took about i would have played rugby but yeah football was uh, union or league because you're a manchester were you good at that were you yeah winger no scrum half scrub half oh well well interesting mate interesting there was another question sorry anything's caught anything anything we would have done and put our mind to would have been professional sportsmen if we'd have done rugby cricket football athletics any of them any yeah. of them four we would have put our we'd have put our mind to we'd have done professional professional so actually, let me ask you a question then i know it's, it's quite a difficult one to answer because it's a lot of like hypotheticals but if you had had the right attitude and you had stayed away from some of the things which you kind of lent towards, how high, uh, how far do you feel you could have, you were good enough to go if your attitude and your mentality was different? What's the same as your brother? Yeah. If not, yeah. I'm not going to say better, no, but yeah, even if half the player, but no, I'd have been confident. You you have certain people when you see them, mm. they have they have levels, and I found whatever level that I got to, it took me like a week or two weeks to adapt. Once I adapt, I started to excel. Mm-hmm. But then you would I would always just do enough because it was just normally football. I wouldn't wouldn't really I wouldn't go to the gym. I wouldn't do never go to the gym but at training i'm always first at training i'm always first at running because i was a good competitor i wanted to win at everything yeah but you didn't do like the additional like the actual no, work as no. well but obviously if they had a, a training partner or someone yeah. you know or friends that were football related instead they wanted to do yeah do yeah. stuff that footballers don't shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. What about, did you used to train together, the two of you, much? Or no, but you're going up and you're constantly playing football, that one kick and constantly playing football. And you, every now and again, you'd win one. Yeah. Every now and again. But because you, you were both the same, you didn't want to get beat. So yeah. you're playing one kick and he's three or four years old and you're not going to win much. Unless mm. when you're like eight and he's like 11, 12. We used to have, we used to live on the corner of a street. And it was like corner. It was a street going down and a street coming across, and we was on the corner. So straight across, looking diagonally across, there was another house with a gate there. So that was the goal. Um, and at our corner, we had a gate. So that was the goal. We used to have one kick. You can only have one kick just to try and score it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just constant. You know, back in the day, there was no, never cars on the streets. There'd be like probably like one or two cars parked on the street. You take your ball to football. You take your ball everywhere. And like 11 or 12, that all stopped. Mm. Yeah. So like when you two would have been doing things like trials and stuff like that, would you have prepared for them together? Like, you know, go and train a bit no. in the park no. or whatever? No, no. He, he, he didn't have a trial. He no, was played football on a local team and someone spotted him. Or his, his coach was a was a city scout and then got into city. Mm. There no trials. No, he just was just scouting and then maybe Salford, but no, he didn't, no, I can't. Remember. How did he go from City to United then? Like, how did that come about? He didn't offer him anything. Oh, City didn't want it, like, didn't fancy him today, and then no, no. Oh, okay, interesting, mate. Interesting, pick your brains a little bit. No, they didn't want him, or they didn't. I don't know, I don't know about that. The document saying they, they didn't want him, but I'm sure they did. But as soon as United were involved, that was a bloody one place in the go. He was a mad United fan. Yeah. What players did you two sort of idolise then growing up? 
Who's a Mad United fan? Always United. Brian Robson, Mark Hughes. Just Mad United fan. I was more players, John Barnes, Watford, mm. Luther Blissett. And then more went to Liverpool when John Barnes went to Liverpool. Just because they won as well and we were better United just to wind him up. Mm. So, yeah. You used to like, fight. Like, used to like Everton as well. But Everton were winning in, in the 80s as well. Yeah. Do you used to fight much when you were younger? Or do you get on? No, not really, no. Do you used no. to get on quite well? Well, if you push, if you push, you have to start with just getting an ashtray or something over his head. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> you got me then. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't get me wrong, I've had stuff on my head as well. I remember in, in Wales, where was, whatever he was doing, and he told me to move out of the way. I've, I've not moved out of the way. And he's, he's, he's throwing bricks into a pile. And I've got in, in the way of the pile. He's going to move. I've gone, no. He's going to move. I've gone, no. And he just threw a brick on it. It's hit me on the top of the head. Head, blood everywhere. Dad's, <laughs> dad's, giving, dad's giving him a crack. Yeah, he's gone in. I've gone to hospital. Stick, oh, yeah. So, just brother stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely, mate. I got three of them. I was doing about nine, eight, some of that time. Yeah. Um. It's a slightly different subject, but it's, I think it's quite an interesting question because you've got a, an insight into it. Um, so Reese says, as someone who played in the Welsh League, what would you suggest they do to make the league more competitive and better as they get into, obviously, the European places and stuff like that? Because the standards generally in the Welsh League is so bad. Yeah. It's so difficult. Asking how would you improve it? So it's so difficult. The only thing there's only one thing you can do. It's it's money, and not everyone's got money. So it's so mm. difficult. It's hard work. All I can say is it's very, very, very well run. All the clubs, all very well run. Everyone's yeah. you, know, you, you rely on these clubs rely on volunteers, sponsors. You know, you've always got yeah. a good core of fans, and just got to, yeah, just got to support your local club because they need every all the money they can get. Because uh, but it's, all the clubs are, are run very, very well, though. I'm surprised. Interesting. So if I said to you, right, you're the new CEO of the Welsh FA and your mandate is improve the standard of the Welsh League, <coughs> say, I don't know, first three things you'd try and implement. What? what Trying to get all the clubs to have academies. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to suggest then, is like getting the best. Because there's so many young, like I'm talking like from 12 to 19, right? There's so many young players in Wales which don't get picked up by a Cardiff or Swansea or Bristol or whoever who kind of just languish and sometimes don't even end up playing Welsh League football because in parks football in Wales or certainly in Cardiff at under 16s, it stops. There's no under 17s, 18s, there's no youth league. So it just stops. So you either play men's football or you stop at 16. And I think that's a massive issue because there's players who are maybe not good enough, or maybe just have missed the opportunity to be spotted by a Cardiff or whoever that if they went and did it in the Welsh league or the non-league, they could do really well who was 16, 17, 18. But it's getting the Welsh League and the non-league clubs to be able to invest in an academy and to invest in going scouting young players around the Cardiff and you know the valleys and whatever. Like it's money in it, I suppose. Yeah. Um right, just before we do the predictions, mate, Reese says um I get that the main clubs like Cardiff, etc., will always have the best youth players, so they miss out a lot. But I force the Welsh clubs in England to partner up with a Welsh league club as a feeder. Do you agree with that? Is yeah. it an idea? Yeah, yeah. I froze. It's certainly an option. If, yeah, your camera's froze. Your audio's good, though, mate. So we'll just have that pretty face on for a minute. Um, Let's get these predictions up. I'm just trying to get them up on my phone now. It's taking a while. Um, Osterman being linked with Liverpool today, mate. Would you be gutted if he ends up going there? No. Would you like to see him at United alongside Haaland? No. 
doesn't work, mate. It doesn't work too up front. It doesn't work. Do you think God, United God, need God, another striker? No, need to stick with him and give him time. Do you think they need another striker load to just to sort of be a backup for him? No. Because I think Martial can do that job. And you've got players that can do that, yeah. If I was a betting man, mate, I would say that Mason Greenwood will be back there in the summer anyway. He's flying. He's flying, apparently. Yeah. Um, and, look, you know, like you've got to be realistic. We could take emotion and stuff out of it. And if you just look at it, if he has a good season at Getafe, he's still a United player. You think that they're going to ship him out when you've got Anthony not performing, Sancho having a tantrum, Martial can't be trusted, and they could just bring in someone of his stature. Of course, they're going to. It's a no-brainer. Um, right. Manchester City at home to Brighton. Uh, I've gone 2-0 to Man City. 3-1. Uh, Newcastle at home to Crystal Palace. Oh, back. back. Newcastle versus Palace at Newcastle. Newcastle versus Palace. Uh, I've gone 3-1 Newcastle, me. 1-1. Brentford at home to Burnley. I've gone 2-1 Brentford. I've gone two on Burnley. Mm, interesting. Uh, Chelsea at home to Arsenal. A big two game. How many? Two one. Arsenal. I got three one Arsenal. Um, and then United away to Sheffield United. Three nil United. Uh, I got two nil United. There, they gotta win that. Uh, Villa at home to West Ham United. Uh, I've gone two all. Home win. Uh, I go on. Um, and then we got Cardiff City uh, away to Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn struggling a little bit in the league. Cardiff up in eighth. Who are they playing? Blackburn at Blackburn. Mm, tough one. One one. Yeah, I got two one Cardiff there. Two one to the Cardiff. And yeah, I'm uh, not, just I'm not biased as you, so one one. Come on, I'm not biased, mate. I just recognise quality. It's a difference. Yeah. Um, and just for a bit of fun, um, I'm going to ask you for your score prediction. Uh, Wrexham are away at Bradford City on Saturday. What do you believe the score will be there? 2-1, Bradford. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with a Wrexham. I think it'll be high scoring because Wrexham can't, don't seem to be able to defend for Toffee. So I'm going to go 4-2 to Wrexham there. Um Right. Enjoyed that. A nice quick 50 minutes. Um, some interesting conversations, mate. Appreciate your honesty as always. It's uh, one of my favourite things about doing these shows. And then um, we'll be back next week. And obviously, uh, the Premier League and the Championship's back, which is the main thing, makes everything uh, more interesting. And maybe, you never know, mate, maybe Man United sale will have gone through by next week. Say that again, mate. Last I one? said maybe by next week United sale will have gone through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More chance of Cardiff getting promoted. Well, <laughs> they are going to get promoted, mate. <laughs> Why are you? You're worse than these Just, just throwing, just cast the lines and just getting a bite every single time. Absolutely <laughs> nothing for them working with. It's like amateur hour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah amateur hour exactly. In a bit, motherfucker. Podcast Network.